Now, Positively Ernie with Ernie Anastas, a New York TV legend and radio host with great positive stories and interviews. Thanks, Ernie. You're the best. And now, here's Ernie. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. We're really having a good time, always, and I love doing this program because I talk to some of the most interesting people you want to know, and we talk about things that I think are uplifting, interesting, informative, and we like to look for solutions to problems. Now, I want to introduce somebody that's not a problem. He's a solution. He's a great guy. This is Steve Forbes, my dear friend. Steve, nice to see you. Good to see you, Ernie. Thank you. pleasure to have you here. You know, you are a distinguished <coughs> publisher. Uh, you are a philanthropist, you're an educator in many ways, you're an author, you're a family guy, uh, you're a great thinker, and you're a good friend to so many people. I thank you so much for being here. Great to be here, and uh, great to be with a living legend. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, uh, you know what, that goes for the two of us. You know, you really, you have such a name, Steve. Everybody knows the name Forbes, and you've got a great family history. Uh, talk a little bit about that and the pride that you have uh, in your family and also how you've been able to carry on with the great tradition, including your own family, your, your, your daughter Moira. Well, the uh, publication was started uh, 106 years ago, back in 1917, wow. by my grandfather, who was an immigrant to this country. Mm-hmm. He's one of 10 children, grade school education, but always wanted to be a business reporter. Mm. And so when he came here to New York, he tried to get a job, got turned down, turned down, but realize you got to do something different from time to time. Take right. a risk. Mm-hmm. So I went to an editor and said, I'll work for you for free for uh. several weeks, show you my worth, and trust you'll hire me. Look at that. And he didn't know whether the guy would just use his free labor and then toss yeah. him out. Yeah. But he got the job, and then he went. He was so full of energy, yeah. he went to another editor using a different name. Really? And got a job there. What a guy. And so uh, <laughs> probably one of his proudest moments was when the two editors got into an argument as to who had the best business oh, reporter. my goodness. Was my grandfather in both cases. Isn't that, you know, you must, you must feel the, the real spirit of your grandfather and your dad and your family. When, when you think about the kind of uh, feelings that they had for wanting to be successful and wanting to give whatever they can through the gifts that they were given, isn't that a wonderful thing? Yes, and the, one of the yeah. attributes of this country, which I hope uh, we never lose, is having the environment, uh, the conditions, where people have a chance to discover their talents, mm-hmm. learn from their mistakes, and uh, move up in life, as mm-hmm. Lincoln put it, improve your lot in life. Yeah. And uh, my grandfather, in the first issue of Forbes magazine, said the purpose of business is to produce happiness, not to pile up money. Ah. And uh, that's been the ethos ever since, what they call today entrepreneurial capitalism. Yes. Enabling people to uh, do great things. And uh, your success is other people's success. Life, uh, in that sense, is not a zero-sum game. You know, Steve, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people who are, who are watching and who are listening to us are saying, this is Steve Forbes. This is a man who represents wealth in terms of what you provide for people in in reading material and stimulating them with some of your videos. But I know that it goes a little deeper than just the the dollar. And and you really feel, and I want you to talk about this, you really feel how important it is, and you started to touch on it, why we should uh, not worship the dollar, but use it in every way we can to improve our lives and the lives of other people. Go ahead. Well, the dollar simply makes it easy to do uh, transactions Mm. with each other a trustworthy medium, as they say. 
And so uh, the thing about it, true wealth, is not physical things, mm-hmm. you know, piles of jewelry and land and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the real wealth is the human mind, human imagination. Uh, take, for example, oil or natural gas. Oil in and of itself is glop. Mm. It's goo. You can't even feed it to animals. <laughs> it was human ingenuity that turned this glop into something the modern world has lived with for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you see uh, the microchip. What is that? Silicon, yeah. sand. Who knew when you went to the beach right. that this would be the basis Amazing. of what is now a handheld supercomputer? Mm-hmm. If you'd said 20, 30 years ago, Grandma could use a supercomputer, yeah. you'd have gotten a very strange look. <laughs> exactly. And now exactly. today, and it would have been uh, bigger than this studio. Yeah. Super, now you have it in your hand. Mm. The amazing thing is when we yeah. get these great breakthroughs, how yeah. quickly we take it for granted. Yeah. So you have your handheld today, you place a call to outer Mongolia, yeah. it takes more than six seconds. You say, what a piece of crap this <laughs> what, what's taking so long? Yeah. So, uh, so it's big things and small things. Continuous improvement. People striving to do things better and better and better. You know, Steve, when, when we think about progress, you know, we're all in favor of seeing things improve. I want to get your your take on a lot of things because right now a lot of individuals are saying, you know, we're not in the right place. Uh, our country and, and our world, okay, we're not in the right place. We need some help to really redefine our values, uh, who we are, what we stand for, what we're going to be working hard for. And people feel that there's so much division, so much anger, and all of that kind of violence that we're witnessing. What, what do we need to make things better, Steve? I think uh, to realize what made this country unique uh, in terms of values, in terms of the guardrails, in terms of uh, realizing we're here for a higher purpose mm-hmm. and having that opportunity to uh, develop your talents in an open society in a way in which uh, people benefit. Uh, when you do well, you're providing something, service, labor, whatever it is, yeah. and uh, people benefit from that. So it's, it's, it's two-way. It's not just a, a narrow thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so uh, the thing about true free markets yeah. is you only succeed if you provide something that somebody else wants, mm-hmm. meeting the needs and wants of other people. Now, Steve Jobs, who created Apple, sure. uh, late Steve Jobs was once asked, do you do marketing surveys? And he said, no, because people don't know what they want until I show them. <laughs> so he had no lack of self-esteem. <laughs> he showed them. But, but, but uh, it's putting an offering out there mm-hmm. and hoping uh, that people like it. Many times they won't. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're taking that risk. And so you can, uh, if you're that caricature, Hollywood loves the caricature oh, of the sure. greedy businessman. Yeah. And it's always men, not women. Mm-hmm. And either the guy is uh, obesely jowls going up and down as mm-hmm. he's trying to figure out how to poison the rivers and things like mm-hmm. that. Or skinny, flinty bones trying to figure out how to poison right. your household pet or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but even if you lust for the money, <laughs> you don't get it unless you provide something that somebody yeah. else wants voluntarily. Right. You know, they, they say the, the, the real mark of a leader... Uh, is having vision, being able to see it before anybody else does. And that's kind of what you're talking about. And it gets to the point you've been making. It's about trust. Yes. That uh, people trust that uh, you are going in the right direction. And uh, we make uh, decisions each day. And one of the things I think that uh, are disturbing people today Mm -hmm. is the feeling uh, there's not that trust. Yeah. This gets to uh, the debasement of the dollar and other things. Crime uh, going out of control. Talk to me about that, Steve, okay? Because, I mean, you and I both feel the same way. Um, we, we've talked about how much anger there is out there. And I, I've never seen it like this. It, it, people are just so uh, ready to fight. 
And I'm, I'm asking why, you know, is it media, you know, has social media opened up the door for people to say whatever they want and hide? I mean, is it because we have well, a part, plethora? Part, part, part of that what is, is uh, social media. Social media, uh, part of it. Great, great, great uh, breakthroughs. Uh, yeah. For example, the printing press now uh, enabled pamphlets, which mm. stirred people up. Yeah. Radio, huge invention a century ago. Yep. Uh, the dictators used it in a very evil way. So mm -hmm. technology is neutral. Mm. That's why you have to have that moral foundation, yeah. that basis of feeling uh, what is right and what is wrong. And one of the things about uh, social media today is back in the past, if you wanted to say something, what you do? What did you do? Go out on a soapbox, write a letter to the editor, uh, buy time on TV or radio. Sure, sure. It, it was a laborious process. Right. Today, everyone is instant. Mm. There's no hiding anymore. Absolutely. And with, uh, with Facebook and others, uh, what you might have kept to yourself now gets poured out. Yeah. And so uh, people feel that uh, the guardrails have been gone by the boards. There are no mm -hmm. uh, rules have been to, thrown out. Yeah, uh, no question no, no about standards. It. So those have to be reestablished. Yeah. And also people have to have faith in the future. Yeah. That uh, uh, people will put up with something, whether it's a war or a disaster or something like that, mm -hmm. if they feel that uh, they use the cliche, there's a better tomorrow, yeah. uh, that there's a better future. There's not that faith today. They mm -hmm. don't have faith in the leadership. They don't have faith that, uh, for example, technology is gonna be beneficial. Mm -hmm. Technology is a tool, use it either way. Well, you know, uh, I'm talking about accountability as well. Uh, I mean, there's a picture of Walter Cronkite, you know, the dean of broadcasters that I really admired so much. And, and when I used to talk with Walter, it was all about accountability and making sure there was fairness and there was truth. Remember that word truth, Steve? Oh, I have where, to look that up. Where is, where is the truth? <laughs> People are worried about finding the truth someplace because, you know, they say, is it news or is it views? What is it? So well, that, that, help that, me define that. Well, that's why the, the internet is a, is a great commoditizer. Um, and so uh, people are looking for something, where can I go that I trust to get kinds, different kinds of information? Mm. And so what they call branding is now more important than ever before in the sense that, oh, I can go there and I know I can get this and all the noise and mm -hmm. stuff that's going mm -hmm. on around me. Mm. And uh, that, that uh, is, I think, uh, again, we're, we have to establish those guardrails. And, and it's not passing laws. Mm. It's about certain things you just don't do. You just don't do. And, just, if, you, and if you do it, you're, uh, people look down. Why, yeah. why, why are you yeah. like that? You know, you, the broadcast companies used to have standards and practices. There was a big department. I remember for years they had big departments, <laughs> standards and practices. And it seems as though that because everything has changed dramatically, that we don't have any of these standards anymore. It's like you do whatever you want to do. And, and that concerns me a lot. I really worry about that because I, I don't know what the future will bring, Steve. You know, I interviewed somebody once and, and uh, I said, what do you think the problem is that we all seem to be dealing with these issues, you know, violence, uh, misinformation and so forth, and, and just being confused about life in general. And she said to me, I think we have too many choices. And that may be a simple way to say it, but she said, because we have so much of everything, we get confused. We're not sure. If you go in to buy a product, it could be toothpaste. There, one brand could have 20 different choices. This percent, that percent, this additive, that additive. It, it, likes, it makes people crazy. Do you think we have just too many media outlets right now for people to deal with? Well, uh, thanks to technology, 
we have 331 million outlets. Yeah. Every individual yeah. It's amazing. is a publisher, is yeah. a broadcaster. Yeah. Uh, they, they do it every day. Is that a good so, or a bad thing? Well, it's there. And the it's question there. is, how do you establish the environment where that can be a flourishing thing rather than a downgrading thing? That gets in, again, uh, certain things you should not be putting on the Internet mm. and uh, will find you out and uh, you should be shunned for it. So, again, people are afraid of being called judgmental, mm. which means if you have a standard, just look at this uh, very disturbing yeah. outbreak of yeah. anti-Semitism. Oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, we saw in the 1930s where that led. Mm. But there's no shame today mm. putting up a swastika in a demonstration in New York City. Mm. And 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 uh, so people feel there are no boundaries anymore, and, Steve, and, and you th- know, th- those have to be reestablished. And it starts at the top, setting the example. You don't do it by preaching; you do it also by how you live, how you lead. But you know, a, a lot of this that you're talking about—you know, this discrimination, this anti-Semitism, this hate, this anger—for um, for so many different groups. And, and people, you know, ask, why is that happening? And, and we go back to social media, people being able to say and do whatever they want. How can we, I, f- I like to look for solutions. How do we find an answer to make things better? What, what, what do we need f- from a political standpoint, uh, from an educational standpoint, social, family, all of that? What do we do to say, okay, you know what? We're gonna find answers to these problems. Well, I think it uh, starts by empowering parents again. Mm. Uh, One of the things I think that uh, one of the few good things that came out of the COVID crisis is the rise of what they call education savings accounts, Mm. where parents get to control the resources. Yes. You may have a good school in your neighborhood, but it may not be right for your particular child at that particular point in Mm -hmm. that child's life. Mm -hmm. So empower the parents. Uh, maybe they'll make a wrong decision, but most of the time they, I, I trust them. Mm. So they can, the culture's not fighting them. They get to control the culture again. Yeah. So in terms of uh, money, uh, the uh, money is not a commodity. Money is simply a means of doing transactions. It's like a claim check. Mm. You know, you go to a restaurant, you check your coat, what do you get? You get a piece of paper, a piece of plastic, mm-hmm. worth nothing in and of itself, but a claim on a real product. You buy a ticket to an event, whether it's a piece of paper or things on your handheld sure sure uh, it, it, it it's a means of making things yeah. happen yeah so if you uh, try to uh, muck around mm-hmm. with the value of money which mm-hmm. we've been doing for decades yeah. it undermines social trust mm-hmm. we can be perfect strangers yeah. but if we trust the dollar we can do great deals together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to know me i don't have to know yeah. you we right. know that uh, we, this this is a way in which we can do business yeah. with each other and I think John Maynard Keynes, the British economist, once said, when you undermine the value of a currency, people get confused. Not one in a million understands what is happening. Mm-hmm. Why, is the, why are prices going up? Yeah. Is somebody trying to cheat me? Mm-hmm. So it brings out that poisons uh, society. You saw that in Germany in the early 1920s. So that, that's why you need to get reestablished social trust. And then, and then, and then again, yeah, we need by that. empowering parents, mm. by having a trustworthy currency, mm-hmm. by creating an environment where people really feel they have a chance to get ahead. Yeah. Uh, life sometimes gets better. Absolutely. You know, and you cover a lot of that in your book, uh, Inflation. And the subtitle, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. And you've been talking about that. Uh, let me ask you something. You were just talking about parents. And I think what's missing, and I'm a parent just like you are, And I think what's missing is this. 
eyeball-to-eyeball conversation. Well, one of the th- you, you hit on something very important there. Yeah. My wife was brought up in Europe. Sabina, yeah. And, and, and so uh, she was shocked when she came here that uh, you didn't always have families, didn't always have dinners together. Oh. Uh, huh. and, and, and today, if you're sitting at a table together, you're not supposed to look at your hand. Yeah. You're, you're supposed to look at you. Yeah, and they and, use the and, phone, and, exactly. Yeah. And so even if it uh, feels stilted and uh, that kind of that. thing, it should be a custom in a family. You, you get together at a certain time of the day yeah. and uh, you tell what you did to the day or whatever. And some of that is coming back, Steve. You know, with, with post-COVID, right. you know, when, when, when COVID hit us really hard, 2020, um, you know, we were concerned about where we were going and, and we couldn't go out. So we were locked into our homes and it made people sit down for the first time and spend quality time together just like you and I are doing. We need this. We need that contact because, you know, you see families sitting at a table uh, outside, you know, having dinner someplace or even at home, and they're all on a telephone or some kind of a device. That's got to change, Steve. It yes, has to change. And, 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 and uh, so in our household, if I start to look at something, no, don't do it. If somebody Good. else starts to look at something, <laughs> no, you don't do that. Yeah. Uh, dinner time is dinner time. Mm. And uh, you may look at the food, but you're not going to look at the handheld. That's it. And one of the things about uh, parenting, too, is establishing authority, warning the kids at an early age about drugs and things like you that. You bet. And then one of the things we did, uh, raising our five daughters, yep. was do something, one thing that was absolutely arbitrary, mm. just established authority. With the five daughters, we said, no pierced ears until you're 18. Oh, you go. And they oh, right. said, oh, this terrible, blah, 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 blah. But it set something... That's the rule. That was your call. And and, uh, and uh, when you become an adult, you yeah. can make that decision. Yeah. So parents can't shrink from establishing. And as my father liked to say, you know you're a successful parent when you become an embarrassment to your children. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. But, you know, what you're hitting on is so important, and that is making sure that you take on the role and the responsibility, if you will, of being a parent. Uh, and I know it's difficult because, you know, there are a lot of families where, you know, everybody's working. Yes. Uh, everybody's trying to, you know, pay the bills, and that's not easy to do. But we have to somehow find a way. You know what I would love to see? I would love to see our political leaders. And, and you ran for president. I mean, you understand how the whole system works and what you wanted to do. I would like to see our leaders, whether they're a mayor, a governor, a president, a prime minister, whatever. I'd like to see our leaders say, we're going to launch a campaign a campaign for, let's say, kindness, a campaign for respect, and get the whole world to connect to make sure that we are understanding one another and respecting and, and, one another. Why don't well, they, they do they, that, they, Steve? Well, they, 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 the thing then they, they should do is kick it off and then say, it's up to you to make it happen. Mm. So others uh, take up the cry. Yeah. It's not just coming from on high. And also expect to be called a square. Expect to be criticized because you're so well back, seemingly backward looking. Yeah. So that, if you get that kind of criticism, we need that. You, know, you know you're on something. I understand. Yeah. But we, but we need you know, our leaders to be able to set the tone. Because yes. that's, you look for some, like you look for a parent. You look for a leader as well to say, this is the way we're going to do it. Okay, and, and one of the things parents also have to realize if they really care about their kids is that the kids will survive the parents' best intentions. Mm-hmm. My father liked to say that yeah, as well. Yeah, that was and, good. And uh, so, uh, you know, teen years can be tough. 
especially uh, with daughters. And uh, mm. during those years, you have to remember what Abraham Lincoln said in a very different context. Yeah. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. <laughs> Steve, I, I like to ask a couple of questions too, and that is if, if you had to pass along, and you kind of have done it, but I want you to think a little bit more, some good advice that you would pass along to a newborn baby and say, you know, write it down. Someday you're going to take this and you'll remember it, and I hope it helps you. What advice would you give? And I know times will change, but what advice would you give from your experience and your wisdom and your experience to a newborn to say, I hope you use this well? Uh, what my grandfather, starting with the first issue of Forbes, uh, took a quote from Proverbs, with all thy getting, get understanding. Mm. and uh, try to teach a child, it's always learning. And if you get a setback at school or something like that, it's yeah. not the end of the world. Trying to put things in perspective. And recognize, too, even when you get older, you're, always, you're not fully formed. Mm. Uh, there's sort of this feeling today, at least it wasn't until recently, that if you hadn't won the Nobel Prize or created some great new technology by 23, yeah. you're kind of a failure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, no, as Yogi Berra said, it's not over till it's over. Till it's over. I mentioned Steve Jobs earlier. Mm. Uh, if you took uh, his, his personality, took the name off, and gave it to anybody in an HR department in a company and said, get this guy out of here. He has all the attributes that we don't want. <laughs> yeah. Selfishness, screaming mm. at people, mm. stealing, putting people down. Mm. Steve Jobs got fired from his own company before yeah. the age of 30. I know. But he painfully learned after that how to become a leader, mm. how to have an environment of creativity. Yeah. And he became one of the great uh, business leaders mm -hmm. of all time, mm -hmm. innovators of all time. But he learned that painfully. Be prepared. Uh, you can learn from life. Sometimes the tuition is not an easy one. What do they say? They say a, a, a setback is a setup for a comeback. Yes, or what uh, the uh, quarterback for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles mm. uh, said, you either win or you learn. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Yeah, yeah, we have, we have to learn from, from whatever it is that we experience. A couple of quick questions. Uh, what makes you smile? Uh, well, being with a good friend like you. Hey, that's nice. <laughs> Thank you so much. What else makes you smile? Well, one, one uh, is, is uh, when you get something done, whether it be a big thing, small thing. Mm. And also, as you, you get older, you realize this is not a dress rehearsal. Yeah. And uh, so, as Yogi Berra said, you, you, you keep going. Keep going. And uh, seeing a grandkid. Mm -hmm. uh, These things uh, make uh, you uh, smile. Uh, what, what, what makes Steve Forbes cry? Uh, well, I think uh, it's not, uh, not the physical thing, but mm -hmm. when uh, something tragic happens, 
in the family or w with a friend, or you uh, see something happening in the world and the country, like this outbreak of 1930s-style hate, mm. which is very, very ominous, mm. uh, uh, that, uh, that, that, that hurts. Mm -hmm. And also, you make mistakes. Yeah. You might have hurt somebody unintentionally mm -hmm. or not done something uh, that you know, got caught sure. up in all the other sure. things you do. Sure. And so uh, realize humans are not perfect. Mm. Human nature doesn't change. Exactly. But as Abraham Lincoln said, at least try to appeal to the better angels of nature. Better angels of nature. And if you have one wish, Steve, one wish to say, you know, I would love to see this happen, what would it be? Uh, America having confidence in itself again. Ah. Be good for that. us and be good for the world. Yeah, and I think a lot of people will agree on that point. Steve, you're, you're a delight. I mean, you know, we could go on and talk for another half hour or so, but you really have been a terrific guest. And well, thank I, you, and you are, you're a great interviewer. You know how to bring it out of people. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I, I wish you and your family great holidays, uh, good times, good health and happiness together. Hold my hands. I, I like to have that connection, okay? <laughs> Thank you so much. The great Steve Forbes, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks Thank for you. being here Thank today. Thank you, Ernie. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. And stay positive, America. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 